Hi, everybody. I'm Ryan Colt-Levy, Rhodey Soul from My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, and you're watching Nerd On. Nerd On. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. Mm -hmm. In a year of crazy outcomes and developments, we wind down looking back at this at the amazing episodes thanks to the guests we've had on this show. Today, <laughs> we'll feature the last guest of the year, and what a guest to have. Our guest has the perfect energy of manifesting diligence and wonder. From JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to Final Fantasy VII Remake, Kuroko's Basketball to Genshin Impact, and recently, Record Ragnarok, Super Crooks, and Rhodey Soul in My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, we have Ryan Colt Levy. Ta-da! In the studio There's the red carpet for you. Boom! What an intro. I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) You're welcome. I wasn't prepared for that either. (laughs) I I didn't realize I was the last guest of the year. Yes, oh yeah, yeah it's very yeah. special. No, 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 you, yeah. You're special. Today is special. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, friends. I'm, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm honored to be right here. Right in the mix of all of our holiday stuff. So it's yeah. a real yeah. nice, warm, cozy blanket of episodes here. Exactly. We're upgrading Amazing. from strangers to friends. Yes. Um, yes. Oh yeah, very, very quickly, Thank believe me. Uh, we'll tell the, uh, the story of how we got you on the show uh, once we get there, but let's do the housekeeping, housekeeping first. Housekeeping needs to be done. Keep I am Josh. I'm Tom. I'm Corey. And this episode, as always, is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks. Like, you get bonus episodes that nobody else what hears. Else? You get early access no to way. like episodes like this. All right. You get early Chill. access to uh, merch. You get, like, uh, discounts on discounts merch. Discounts on the merch. That's you get thing. access to super secret channels on our super public Discord server <laughs> uh, that are only for you and other Nerd On Nation members. You can talk to us and other members. It's it's a fun time over there. The conversations are always just cool people. What's Pe- the difference between a public Discord and a super public Discord? I mean, this the one's super, like obviously. super public. <laughs> one got bit by a spider. There it is. <laughs> the super. The super. A radioactive Discord. Jeez. So consider joining the Nerd On Nation. You do get... Uh, like I said, fun perks, but you also at the same time get to support us as we grow, as we keep creating uh, content, upgrading our content, and being the best that we can be. So check it out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, and check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. There's all sorts of fun conversations going on over there, but... That was smooth, man. Right? Real smooth. Even through your curveball, but you came out... Mm. Speaking of smooth, Tom... (laughs) Oh, what do you got for my us? God? <laughs> well, it's the holiday season and you don't know what to get your gift or stocking stuffer for your friends and family. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Mm-hmm. Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. That's it a is. lot of dudes, yeah. for sure. Get that's 20% of off dudes. and free shipping at manscaped.com with code NERDON. And did I say at NERDON.com? 
Manscaped.com. Yeah. I mean, nerdon.com doesn't even exist, so, you yeah, know, it's cool. Uh, you can get things like the Weed Whacker. Actually, my favorite thing recently I got was uh, the body wash and shampoo and conditioner. Hey. And I didn't know they could use, they could make those things. It's and all new products. Yeah, I like, know they could make those things. They can't. They have a capability to they make have, They can do it now. It's kind of like if Samsung was like, oh, hey, look, we have a washer and dryer. Microwave also. I like their chapstick, to don't be honest they, with you. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Samsung. But then they're also like, hey, how about a uh, 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 fabric softener? I'm like, oh, I didn't know you Samsung did Samsung fabric seriously. softener? Yeah. But then they're like, Manscaped's like, oh, we have sh- trimmers and shavers and also, also lip balm. Also, yeah. you know, like little deodorants. They're cornering the market. Yeah, yeah, they got it. It's actually really, I was surprised. It's, nice. it's really good. Yeah. Like I, their body wash. And the, but I was most impressed by the shampoo conditioner combo. I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it, smells, it, it smells honestly like, you know, that professional like barber smell, oh, which okay. is actually very okay. nice. So you, you, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And it, so it has kind of like a little bit of like a musk to it, but like it, it smells, it, it feels professional, feels clean. It gives you that pep in your step. Yeah. Pep and in the step. I've been practicing with my long hair and typically if I use like a good shampoo and conditioner, my hair gets really like frizzy and wavy and this didn't have it. It had like a nice sheen, nice weight to it, good volume. Nice. Yeah. So Nerdon, uh, so, uh, use promo code Nerdon. I just we're about 200 episodes in. How did I escape doing any housekeeping ever? Because you, you know what? It's actually <laughs> well, kind of brilliant. You just yeah. let it slip. I and let now it slip. Next season, they it's are the end going of the year, to, so I feel yeah. like I got to bring it up now. That's but your I work. Just, all right. That's your <laughs> <laughs> and also a shout out to Odyssey, Apogee, and Embody Audio. The Embody Audio specifically, they are amazing people over there. They have a great software that actually recently Final Fantasy XIV had a major expansion released, and Embody Audio actually, if you have the PC version, has Embody Audio built in. Wow! You turn on spatial audio. Time you say it now is the Embody Audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of magic is that? Exactly. Witchcraft marketing. So check them all out. But let us. There's. Lettuce. Let us let us get on to this. this. Lettuce uh, goes in a salad. <laughs> yeah, the sandwich of an episode. Yeah, the sandwich seg you yeah, there into it is. the episode, the main course. Uh, so I follow this gentleman on Twitter. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this acting and voiceover thing a real shot because I studied acting for a long time. I was like, I'm going to do it. My Twitter is like perfect right now. It's just like it's like curated. Vo- it is curated. It is basically all voiceover. It's very non-toxic. It's for very you. non-toxic and it's very supportive and very inspiring. And one of those one of those peeps is this gentleman next to us. Uh, his Twitter is just if I ever want a nice just a uh, little lift, a little reset uh, on the day. He probably has posted something that's a spiritual sip of coffee in yeah, the Yeah, it's like <laughs> hmm, I love it. Uh, and one day I had retweeted one of his things and just said this is it's always I can always count on Ryan Colt Levy for inspiration and we got to talking and so one of our talent shout out to talent was like maybe talent. he should be on an episode i was like i don't know what what, what do you think ryan he's like let's do it so hey we're here, here we are i think this is our first like social media booked guest i think really? so that's how it worked out oh, yeah well, usually tricky. i get up the nerves and just email an agent cold query yeah. just maybe. and cold calling yeah <laughs> like that's how i got kevin conroy i was just yeah. like hey oh, what do you think and they're like yeah can you do tomorrow 
Oh, that's right. That was wild. <gasps> yeah. yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll scream oh, sorry. for you. For that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that's incredible. Very uh, so welcome oh, to the show. By the way, just for a quick like oh, surreal. Oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. It's great. I it, felt like I was five years old for the whole interview. Yeah, because I, I like Batman. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was great to see him two years later at Comic Con and be like, "Remember us?" He's like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Yes." That's that's very. It, cool. He was our. Uh, he was our second major guest, uh, but probably the biggest one at that time. Mm -hmm. We were only like three months old that's yeah. inc that will i mean that's legendary that's incredible well it's you know just even on like a podcast level but even on a human level like oh it's my childhood it's, yeah. my, it's my Batman. but yeah. this is this is cool how this kind of just came real human like yeah, yeah this interview here it, I, I really it, like it manifested thank you itself. for taking your time right no, yeah. thank you for thank you for thinking of me and wanting to spend time with me i'm i'm honored i'm grateful for you guys and your time and and for talon dude I love you. Like, <laughs> well, I literally was talking to him this morning. So oh, nice. Like, yeah, there you nice, go. Nice, nice. I have to ask, first question, this is a dumb question. Now, Ryan Colt Levy. I'm all about dumb questions. Yeah. Do I you, ask them all the time. Do, do you would like to be addressed as Ryan Colt Levy? Because I'm going to call you Ryan Colt Levy until the end of time. <laughs> unless you're like, Joe, just the first name's fine. You know, <laughs> it's so funny because I, I don't really... I feel like everyone else, now that I'm doing stuff where I'm like doing interviews and things sure. and talking to people, I'm realizing how much everyone else thinks about my name. About the three names. And I don't. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just like the the way that the three names kind of always work together. Always when I was a kid. And I, I've i never, like, you know, my friends don't call me all Ryan three names. Yeah, hey, you know? Ryan Colley, what's you going just, on? You, honestly, you just call me whatever you want. I mean, I, I, uh, I just find it funny that I'm realizing, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like a real... It's a thing. Like, it's a thing. And it's more that everyone else is trying to be respectful and, right. and be courteous. And and I'm, I don't know if I'm making it harder by being like, I don't care. And then it's just like sweating. <laughs> and, and they're like, like, just give me an answer. Yeah. Could you just give me one of those? Can I call you like Rye Dog? Totally. You, said you can call anything. me whatever you want, seriously. You know, Don't. as long rye as you're bread. Yeah. <laughs> rye bread. Yeah. Hey, what's it's, up, it's rye bread? Nothing that hasn't already been said, believe me. Been called worse, right? That's nice. what I always For say. Sure. Like, can I call you Corky? I'm like, look, I've been called worse things. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. Some guy calls me corn. I don't know. It's it's what it's here we are. Yes. Well, you know what? It's funny because uh, even like, and this is so crazy to even say, but like having to sign an autograph, which is a surreal, weird thing unto itself. Right. Mm -hmm. I just I just go to my initials. I just do RCL because I'm like w my wrist. Like if I, <laughs> right, if, I right. like, if I have to right. do like, you know, and that was an instant of like, oh, that's the first time I had to figure out what to do with my name. You know? Yeah. Man. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. you think about it. You're, if you're doing the autographs, you're doing one extra name per autograph than most people have to do. That's a lot of wrist action. Are you, on. are you left-handed? I am. Yeah. So it's also even harder because then you might smear too. It right? is. It is the bane of our existence, Tom. Uh, yeah. You and Corey. Left-handed. I've, I mean, I write we'll over the top. We'll do a right bump, but yeah. Dude, I have to like do this thing and write almost I know, same. Down. Well, because also the problem is with, with autographs, you have to use these markers where it's just instant smudge mm -hmm. if you are. Yep. So I, yeah, it's it's crab claw. It's when I did calligraphy. My... And, and then they're like, can you draw a picture? I'm like, I'm going to, I apologize. I will. I'm yeah. sorry. It'll have little streak marks everywhere yeah. if you're cool with that. I remember getting called yeah. up in class to write on the whiteboard and I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, we'll change it up a little bit. And yeah. uh, instead of doing the origin story that we, we usually do, let's, uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's throw a little wild card. Let's, let's go with what job did you finally get to say, okay, I'm a working actor and don't need to take a non-acting job anymore. And how did you get there? So 
I I guess the weird thing is, I I almost feel like I can speak for almost any actor is that you kind of just have to decide that regardless because there's always an uncertainty of what comes mm -hmm. next regardless right. of who you are Jump. and where you are in your career. You could be working for a long time and have an illustrious career and then for whatever reason cannot anymore. So I was in a situation where because I was a musician for so many years in, in bands and worked all kinds... I've, I've probably worked 20-some-odd day slash night jobs yep you know since i was like 14 years old from new york to here um some logical some completely nonsensical some you're like that's a job like like so many weird <laughs> things but it was like if it pays and it's like, whatever technically you know? yes it is a job apparently yeah a movie dude i mean laundry delivery service yeah. like, oh, shit. like weird stuff where you're like i didn't even know that was a thing yeah um especially in new york yeah and and the kind of crew that you know needs laundry delivery <laughs> service is is a unique one and you know <laughs> that laundry is unique and and suddenly it's like you know I, there was one i remember we would do a weekly thing where it was like ball pit from like you know some like playpen yeah and because they you're like that's how they clean right. those things but it was like gross we're traveling with just yeah. like the yeah dirty the remnants balls. of ball pit yeah dirty literally dirty balls <laughs> um they're on manscaped.com <laughs> yeah. See, giving it to you, Manscaped. Um, but I, I basically was at a point in my life when everything just kind of hit this crazy crux, where I, I lost my job because they laid everybody off in my department. My mm. band broke up in the same week, Oof. and I was on unemployment. And I literally, like, just kind of decided. Oh, I'm supposed. I I I avoided acting this whole time for all these different reasons, and this is, I guess, the universe's way of telling me like this is your only shot, dude. Like, how crazy are Do you? Do it. Yeah, it was basically like dare, you know. Right. And I just immediately was like, okay, my only logic here is to just take the unemployment, take this time, not pursue finding another job, and just start looking auditioning doing whatever i can find extra work start taking classes spend all the money that i didn't have anywhere i could to you know afford that's a catch 22 of being a performer where it's like you have to you have to you invest have to spend in yourself money to make without money. any guarantee yeah. without any guarantee and it's never it's always scary especially at that point because you're i mean in my case i was broke and like i'm talking like you know late on rent Worried about moving ramen back home, or this workshop, you know? yeah. or both. <laughs> Not even. It was. It was rough. I've been. I'm. I'm a feral dude, and I don't. I. You know. It's one of those. It's <laughs> one of those weird things. You're a survivor. Things. It's one of those well, weird things where dude. it's like, I don't want to make it the kind of thing where other people hear it and they're like, "Oh, that's what I should do." Because there's right. so many different ways to, to approach romanticize. It. The, yeah, exactly. The torture that you because it sucked. Yeah, mm -hmm, like you yeah. know, I was just. I've been through so many crazy things, and I. I. I knew that I could, you know, at least get far enough. And and there was always a fear of, like, I might have to move back home and live with my family right. in my 30s. Like, you know, after doing all this stuff that's gotten me here, you know. So I, um, I just decided I had to call myself an actor and a working actor the second I was booking any extra work, doing anything. And I realized that my 9 to 5 of being an actor was spending time on every casting website, reading every book, watching every documentary, 
memorizing lines for plays that I wasn't even going to do. You know, just like doing anything. Stretching the muscles and stuff like that. Yeah. Every day of just, I was like, if unemployment is the paycheck I'm getting, they're paying me to be an actor. Mm. So I'm an actor now. And And, and you were really good about being on set, even if like it was like some background work and just observing and absorbing a lot of stuff. I love it. You needed to like process everything. I think everybody, it, it benefits. And it's funny, like in the before times, you know, when, when, sets were a more common thing to be able to be an extra on um a lot of people would ask me different ways of like approaching acting and i told everybody and i still suggest it when it's safe to again like extra work is a phenomenal entry-level thing into it because you especially for on-camera work in general you learn so much about the environment what is asked of you what is asked of the other people how much of a responsibility is to like be out of the way as much as it is right. to know when to be in the way and you how know, not personal things can be. How not personal things can be, how how incredibly um large of a of a like production these things are. You know, like there's so many people involved that it's are a little responsible. fly on the yeah. wall situation kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and there's so much to learn. And and you know, there were plenty of people that I saw, you know, that were extras because you're like, you are cattle. Right. The only opportunity you have to learn is if you make the opportunity to learn. Because it's easy to just, like, zone out and, you know, spend 15 hours on a set and not learn anything. Sure, right. There's so much to mine there. And you can also end up, literally, and you can get your SAG card through enough extra work, through the right things. You could end up getting speaking lines on. You never know. Crazy Mm -hmm. thing. People can get careers out of extra work. Right. And um, I, I just, at that point as well, was like, if you're going to do anything, you know, any craft, even if it's something I've loved all my life and have done since I was a kid, I'm a 10,000 hours kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like where it's right. like, glad well. I don't presume that I can just walk into a room and be like, I know how this goes. Like I need to learn everything. You, 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 know? have, a, you have a really good mindset because, you know, at the first job, you know, like I think some people have a lot of like uh, anxiety and worry of like, oh, can, can I say I'm an actor yet? Right. You were like, hey, the first thing I'm doing, I'm now an actor. And then but also even at that point, you were like, oh, well, I deserve this. Big no, role. no, no, You're no. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm willing to put in the work in there. I think there's a good balance between the two because I think there's some people who are like, oh, I have to work really hard, do 10,000 hours and I still won't be able to call myself an actor. There's right? definitely, I mean, you balance know, of humility. Mm-hmm. There's that thing that we all feel to some regard or talk about to some regard, especially a lot on online is, you know, um, um, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it's definitely, a, you know, there's an element too that I think that we're all concerned about in different ways, whether it's just ego or this or that or whatever, the balance of, all of those elements, but I think that it's just, um, it's such a, it's such an unhelpful, like, you know, thing in the road. It's a a weird roadblock. It's in it, especially, uh, you know, with social media and like all eyes on you, it's, it's becoming way more common because you don't have that time to really process it yourself without everyone seeing it at the same time. You know, like, Mm. you know, if you're, if you're creating, especially with art, if you're creating something, you know, before social media, you could create it, put it out there, you know, it would, it would slowly grow or whatever it was. And you had that time to process like, yeah, I make this, this is doing good. But right now you throw it out there and it's for everyone. But there's yeah. also, the internet is everyone. Yeah. And this, and social media has kind of built a culture of comparison. Of course. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. What's my saying, Tom? Comparison is a thief of joy. That's right. Yeah. I, that's, I'm, I'm yeah. Very, oh, that's such yeah. a good saying. I, yeah. I'm but, very like, oh, got to keep up with the Joneses. Like, 
Oh, those are real directors. I mean, as a, <laughs> as a performer myself, I'm constantly having to remind myself, like, oh, I don't sound like that person. I don't have that voice. And it's like, as a teacher so gently reminded me uh, recently, they were like, you're not them. Yeah. You it's are also, not that person. They have their own voice. You have yours. It, you, yeah. it, it's also, and like, you know, this is my personal philosophy more than anything else is like, and this is going to sound crazy considering it's what the job is, but like your voice is irrelevant. Your heart is relevant. Like your soul, your heart, your approach. What you bring to the table. There's, there's, you could line up dozens of people in any kind of like voice register and get a close enough tone of a thing, but the performance and your experience in life and your mental choices and your emotional choices and how you play out those scenes or your auditions or whatever it is, that's what is going to define you and, and separate you because it is you, the individual. I mean, you can, yeah. how many, how many movies do you watch where you're like, Oh, and you read trivia and you're like, Oh, this was actually going to be this actor. And, and you can picture it in your head. Like, Oh, they would have crushed it too. It would have yeah. been different. Would have been but, different. You know? And why would it be different? Yeah. Because their uniqueness is yeah, like yeah. if if Robert Downey Jr. reads a script, it's going to sound different than Christopher Walken reading that script, and it's going <laughs> right, to sound different right. than Jack Black reading that script. Yeah. It's going you know. it's, it's I always say like, what if Wes Anderson directed Jurassic Park? Exactly, been a very yeah. different movie. Yeah, I, I I like also you you toe the line pretty well in the nerd community of sub versus dubs, and you also talk about that. We're like, hey, if you don't like my voice, go listen to the sub version because they're probably a great actor. Yeah, well, I, I just I, I don't. I don't even. I literally don't. Don't even think about it as an yeah. issue because it's not an issue. It's just people have preference of yeah. taste, and I, it's more that people want to have an argument about it. And I think they like, want to be right. The only time, <laughs> well, I just think the only time you see it is when people, yeah, either want to be right or just or just want to incite an argument and get mm -hmm. a rise out of right. people because it's it's really a non-issue. There are like, cloud chasers for sure for them, but I think thankfully we're at a point where like, you know, it only shows up for these kind of like flashbang moments and for the most part people are pretty chill about it yeah. um particularly about choices and, and defining about it um there is something i did pull up your first oh, anime no. voice acting role was jazz from demon school yeah and then kyle Abear uh was someone who you looked up to and actually pulled you out for sushi so your choice oh gosh <laughs> of sushi <laughs> top five give, give me what, what's your what are you gonna Whoa, get top Take five it out top sushis? five yeah, well just like items you know is it uni is it unagi is it ebby what you getting what you what, what, <laughs> yeah no I love oh, gosh I like I mean I'm big it's weird because as a kid you know like first there's like the entry level you yeah. know like and then you kind of like I think I went from originally it's like you know first you try the California, California rolls, roll you have, mm -hmm. yeah you know and then you like start to do like spicy tuna and you get to the eel and stuff like that and then you know <laughs> but I think I you know a couple of years ago I, I really got into just like the sashimi territory yeah. and stuff like that yeah so For I'm a real. big fan of like yeah <laughs> give me a good cut and um, I mean, like I love salmon. I love I love a good tuna. Um, I I honestly, there's a lot of like like mackerel and like a lot oh. of the weird ones that like a very fishy kind of thing. Yeah, but it has a nice you know, oil to it. You're yeah, like, it, it depends because sometimes like have you been to um, um, Katsuya? Yes, I have. Yeah, like yeah. they. I love I love the way that they oh, yeah. they do theirs. So like, and they make it really immaculate and nice for you. So you're like, oh yeah, presentation they, yeah. is key. Yeah, well, if you're gonna go for it, mm -hmm. like, yeah. you know, might as well. Yeah, they they do it right. Yeah, and and shout out to Kyle Abair for being like one of the sweetest humans in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you are a nerd in your own right, watching short films, anime, and playing video games. 
What game out of your Switch and PS4 have you played that you wished more people would ask about and why? That I wish more people would ask yeah. about? Yeah. Ooh. Or knew about, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think of one because I like. there's like, yeah. I feel like, you know, the obvious one that everyone sees me yell about is Hollow Knight, but everybody knows it's a great game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is? It is. It's just, you know, people, enough people know, I should say, you know, sure, like there's, sure, a, there's sure, enough sure. fervor. I'm trying to think of like something that I played recently. You know, it was a really dope game actually that I played recently that was another friend who you should totally uh, have on sometime, Matthew David Rudd, another mm, phenomenal actor. For sure. Wonderful human. Love you, Maddie. Um, he Shut. suggested wherever your camera is, <laughs> just somewhere. Uh, he suggested this game called Iconoclasts, and it's an indie game on the Switch. And it's yeah. one of those things where, like, you'll it's, you'll be like, yeah, I think I've heard of that. And I had the same. I've seen it on the on the store. Yeah, 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 it's 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 like a platformer, but it's got this really wonderful kind of super deep story that I wasn't expecting. I love when a game can kind of have it all in the sense of like, yeah. it can be funny and playful and cutesy, but also be like really heavy and rich and, and story. Yeah. Yeah. And like can, can like almost use that to then like shock you and break your heart and, and <laughs> suddenly make you realize like, oh, this is not for kids, but in a way that is like not even about violence or something more about like, this is way deeper. The emotional than, yeah. intelligence of the Real, game is, yeah. Yeah, brilliance. And I mean, there's... The indie developers out right now, just across the board. Speaking to me right now. Killing yeah, it. indie games are, it's crazy. They're they are lower in price. They have so much a better cohesive story. But to your point, like, it's a weird, like, they're kind of a co-viewing where, like, a kid can just play, like, ooh, this is a fun platformer. It looks really cute. And then you tell about the story. It's like, oh, it's about losing yourself and finding yourself and 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 who you are in the in the grand scope of the world. You're like, Oh, I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna feel something today. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Yeah. I, so that's class. yeah. That one for sure. And it's not long. You know, that's the other thing is like most of these games, they're like ten hours. You know, super digestible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to. Think. And the music's great. Uh. By the way, another one, The Messenger. If you guys haven't played The Messenger, I haven't heard of this one. I've heard, what? I've heard it. No, I mean that's why the question was oh, there. Yeah. You got <laughs> messenger. <laughs> so the messenger also, also I think it's on a bunch of different systems, but I played it on the Switch, but it's like did you ever play Ninja Gaiden as a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. So it's essentially like their homage to Ninja Gaiden. It's ex yeah, you're, yeah, the I'm graphics up, are extraordinary. Yeah. Um the actual mechanics and gameplay, it's like a Metroidvania style mm -hmm. game. Okay, um, gotcha. The music is mind-blowingly good and the kind of conceit to some degree of the game is that both narratively and mechanically at a certain point in the game and it's they show you in the trailer so it's not you know a big spoiler right um you're able to play between i don't remember if it's 8-bit and 16-bit or 8 and 32-bit but it basically changes between like literal like systems oh very like, well. like how it would look and sound and aesthetically play out but it also changes the level design so you have to use it like you have at, to kind of switch your play style to fit the fascinating that's yeah. pretty that's devolver pretty cool. devolver's great it oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, devolver's it, yeah, studio is really good yeah um, um i think they did uh i don't know if you played katana zero Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I, oh wait, they made that else. I think they made that too, and they make a lot of really good. That game games. is another one that is just devastating. Well, when you were saying like how it was like, oh, Ninja Gaiden and Eight Bit, that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, that reminds me of Katana Zero. I was like, oh, of course. And then I was like, yeah, because the and to me, I feel like they don't really make bad games. Like they're all gonna no, be play they don't. Fun, yeah. Playable. There's a cool story that you weren't expecting. And again, great music. Like there's oh. and it's like the kind of especially in the Messenger, it's the kind of thing where even before the game itself hooks you, the music from the get 
literally like you don't want to stop playing because you're like this music is so good <laughs> it makes me want to play like it, the drums yeah, just rage through it's so good there are some games out there that you're just like you're playing and just like the one that i i love it's a big game but the last of us games they're oh, yeah. they're yeah. their soundtracks are just beautiful I felt they, the same way about red dead too. yeah yeah you're just like i just want to kind of mosey on my horse and just, just gonna listen, listen to this. Listen it to keeps the music. you in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Death Stranding was another mm-hmm. one. Oh, that, yeah. You know, the music was perfectly curated. And it propels for that you game. forward. Yeah. And that's the thing too, where sometimes like, oh, maybe this is a lull or a grind or like a dialogue, but it's like the music's like, okay, I want to get to the next part. It, too. it keeps you in the world. It keeps you in the like energy of the thing for sure. And then you have something like Doom that's like, there was a really cool one I saw that I haven't played. Um, because I'm not, I'm not really like, I'm not a first person shooter mm-hmm. kind of gamer, but um, this game just looked so cool and 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 its creativity totally got me. So I want to try it at least. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it's called BPM, but it stands for bullets per minute instead oh, of like oh, beats per minute. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and it's a it, it from what I've seen is it's it's like all this kind of like continuous musical meta, uh, like metal kind of track. And it's almost like a Doom style game, okay. but everything that you do has to be done within the rhythm. So, like whether it's loading, shooting, oh, or like that's cool. I think uh, the developers for Payday made that. Oh, oh what? Sure. It's it's fascinating. It was, yeah, it was a rhythm based shooter game. It's really interesting. You should watch the trailer. Like it's it's one of those things where me. I was like, this is really unique. And as a musician, it really intrigues me. And I feel like people who like rhythm stuff. Even just in a, like, just if it just like does something for you, sure. you know, like I, I feel like it would be a rhythm-based really fun... game. Do, do something for you. You know what? Normally, no. Okay. Like at least I've never tried them. Like I actually, I was thinking about doing what was the the Crypt of the Necro Dancer thing or whatever. There's, yeah. there's the Zelda one that yeah. they had. I was like maybe. Oh, but... like there's Thumper, which is supposed to be a horror-based. Rhythm, like rhythm. Oh, that's rhythm. so. I mean, I love the creativity yeah. behind them. When, yeah. you're, when you're blending the genres, it's like, oh, what, so smart. I've just never tried one, but I'm I'm the kind of guy that like. I I didn't play Metroidvanias until uh, probably Hollow Knight, really. Like, oh, you know, I, yeah. I didn't play, um, you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses was my first uh, Fire yeah, Emblem game. You know, well, not so you're uh, a fan but, of know, things that like, like kind of push the genre a little bit. That's where you kind of dive in. As long as for me, it's it's how I am with literally anything, whether it's a game, a movie, anything that I take in, I love being challenged by a thing as long as it has purpose and like reveals itself to me that it's like you know yeah it's not it, trying to punish you right or at least if it is like like i played bloodborne for the first time over over uh, like that i've never played any of the souls games and <laughs> oh, souls and games. i had been i mean I hollow knight was like is, i feel like is a good way to get you into it though. which i didn't realize mm-hmm. you know but i and i played it uh you know over this pandemic and it was like oh i guess i love from software games like yeah and it's oh, but it's that kind of thing yeah. but i didn't know that i would because you know i was like this seems like it might not be my kind of thing. So it, it's very much like it's, until it, I play it, it like it totally could suddenly, yeah. yeah. It challenges you as a player instead of kind of like forcing this kind of weird avatar sense of progression. You as a player are getting better at the mechanics. And if you ever wanted to replay, you're like, oh, I can master this game. That's a really interesting thing about it for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love I love that idea. And I also love the idea of having different kinds of games to play just to keep your brain more active and yep. not be like, you know, it's boring if you're playing like, just the same, like a bunch of different JRPGs or whatever. Sure, you know? right. 
basically different skin on the same game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keep your keep your uh, skills sharp. Yeah. Um, I, I have a quick question here, just from hearing what Josh has. I'm, I'm not a big Twitter guy myself, but from hearing what Josh has spoke about you, have you always kind of enveloped your uh, your career and and kind of walked through life with this uh, mindfulness, or did this come later on, or was this something that you always kind of gravitated towards your positivity and mindfulness and stuff? So I guess it's a hard question to answer personally, right? Because sure. it's like yeah. you know. I, uh, like you ask my mom, she'll have one answer. You know, like she'll, she'll probably be like, "He's always been this way." Like you know, she, my mom's like the sweetest human in the in the world. So, um, shout out. She is, yeah, love you, mama. <laughs> Whichever camera you're on. My whole family, my mom, my sister, my dad, everyone, everyone in my family, extended and otherwise, like, is just so loving and kind. And, so it's always and, kind of present in your life. Yeah, really. my my whole my whole life growing up was just support. And e- even though nice. like we had, you know. Uh, and, I, it is. And, and believe me like that was it wasn't something that i took for granted ever you know because it wasn't lost on you it then. wasn't lost i mean we had you know my parents got divorced like we had plenty of shout ups out. and downs within the family you know but shout out <laughs> shout out to divorce hey man uh yeah no hey, listen hey, we out here i don't know what the percentage is but we out here um, um but you know it's that thing where i regardless it was just we were a loving family and i was always aware of how valuable that was or invaluable that was. And I had sure. friends who, you know, had rough families and this and that, whatever. And my family was the one to always be like, well, they're our family now. Come on over you know, for yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, band practice was always at my house kind of thing. You know, it was, gotcha. yeah, it was that environment. House. It, well, <laughs> it was it was just like my my family loved being creative, loved being around it, That's loved awesome. supporting me being this crazy kid. Like yeah. uh, there was Cultivating never Cultivating it all, yeah. Yeah. There was never a point where they didn't support me being a complete weirdo. And like you know, wanted I wanted to be, a, you know, a, a musician, an artist, my whole life. So, mm-hmm. all throughout school, while I was failing through school, they're like, "You're just meant for you know this thing that will eventually, like, you know, you'll get there. We believe in you." And they always, you know, and and they knew that I had work ethic. I worked all these jobs, and I wasn't just like slacking off. But right. they really let me be me, and um, I think that was a lot of the people that I was lucky enough to be surrounded with. I had incredible teachers, even though I was a terrible student, you know, (laughs) I, they were just like, they had great relationships with me and they taught me so much more than what the school was trying to teach. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I had incredible friends. I still have incredible friends. Um, So it sounds like it comes natural. Yeah. I've just been, I've just been really fortunate. And I think I, it's just like, I don't know. I've been lucky that there's a weird, like energy that's, that's, it's like instead of a rain cloud that follows me, it's like yeah. I've been I've been very fortunate to have some other kind of weird life. <laughs> it's it's fun <laughs> it's fun to hear you have such a like a kind of like a pretty wonderful upbringing. Um, and to me, I'm going to say this in the nice way. It's like, oh my god, you guys exist because typically it's <laughs> always portrayed as like wonderful upbringing, piece of garbage person, right? Who doesn't take mm. consideration of what they were given. And I really like what you said about it, it was never it, it was never lost in you how invaluable all that was. You know, like even though like. You might have struggled in school. You had great, you know, teachers and professors and mentors and family members who were always supporting you. And it seemed, again, like you kind of in a way have subverted all like the weird mainstream media of like, you know, you have things at your disposal, like a support system. And, you know, you it didn't take away a work ethic out of you. Like you had all those things with you. So I, that's pretty wonderful to hear. Well, yeah, I, I'm again, you know, I'm, I just, I'm very fortunate. And I, and I do feel it's that kind of thing where like, 
I even up to this moment, I feel really, really lucky to be in a position where like I can tell other people like, hey, like the situation I'm in is like almost a freak accident. And like, right. Believe me, like you can do this. Like yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. do this, like this, it's possible. Your dreams are possible even if you don't realize it. Like, But that goes back to your you first know? bit of advice, which is like show up as yourself though. Make sure you're doing it yeah. your, way. your way. Don't follow this path that I took. Make sure you got true to you, who you are and how the path you want to take. Well, and with any, I think with any creative experience that we go through, um, whatever we do, whether you're an actor, a painter, a director, musician, whatever, mm -hmm. like through our growth, there's always a form of whether it's mimicry or like, you know, like we're always, oh, yeah. regardless, taking from things. I mean, even still, even if you don't think, you know, you are, there are actors are always taking from other things. And, yeah. You know, we just all do it. I, there was a great David Bowie documentary where he talks about, he's like, I still, he's like, what do you mean? Like, all the time. He's like, it's literally <laughs> how you write music. He's like, what are you yeah. talking about? Obviously. He's like, nobody else wants to talk about it, but it's it's not a shameful I think thing. There, I think there's a you quote. You literally soak it up. Yeah, like, you, know. you can't help it. There's yeah. a, I think there's a quote where it said, good musicians copy great musicians, Steve. Right, right, right. That's, right, that's right, with right. artists. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, just yeah. artists. But there's, yeah. a, there's like a cool human version of it where it's like, you know, if it's not within the arts, it's like, you are the, I think, reflections of the five voices near you all the mm. time. So like the five oh people, yeah yeah the yeah five people yeah. you're always around like you tend to sound just like them mm -hmm. yeah interesting so, um, I mean it it sounds like it comes natural to you uh, so my my question kind of as an extension to Corey's question is up? what would you say is your own personal you think is the the secret to staying positive for hmm. me it's like I I think about a, a way of like it's a muscle for some people like I, growing up I I didn't I I didn't have a fully positive upbringing but i learned to be positive and it's sometimes you have to like build it as a muscle and for yeah. you it sounds like it's natural but it, it i'm sure that there are times where it's like well this is the thing that i think i hold on to oh like, oh dude i mean like you know regardless of regardless of how positive or whatever i may seem i've had and will have you know just because we're human have dark mm -hmm. days yep. and forms of i mean i was you know before this incredible career i i had many 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 scary dark moments and many you know i mean i didn't i didn't know this was going to happen i didn't know i had any yeah kind of you know control over my future i thought i was quite on the opposite end where it was like i'm in my 30s and i didn't do it like i didn't do the thing that i was so sure I was going to do, yep. you know, like, and put all my time and my money and then put my friends through like this thing and their time and money and all, you know, like I felt responsible, you know, like, so I, it's a I, lot of weight there. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it, it was interesting. So like, I, um, I think part of it, it's like you say, there is a muscle part of it, but I think it's also, and I'm sure you've seen me go on about this, but practicing gratitude you know is a is a very real thing because and and it's not to say that like you know people with like a real you know deck of shitty cards would be like well thanks for the really shitty cards right, life right. you know like but there's there's always something that you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. you know it's like, like i just play you get with those cards yeah <laughs> you know um but i think there's i think my personal mentality has always been part not the healthy version of being stubborn where I'm like, I, I'll take the weight on my shoulders kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is like going back to what I said about being feral is like, even as a kid, even when I didn't 
need to. I almost would like randomly inconvenience myself to like find a threshold because it's part of your training. Sure, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, what I mean. Yeah. like not even with acting. Just how like, bad a, can I handle it? <laughs> literally from like <laughs> endurance test endurance test yeah. emotionally physically in all kinds of ways that sounds like a, a, someone who watched the anime as a kid I'm just saying you know what's funny is like like I did but like nowhere near as much as what you'd think in the way that like anime never influenced my life growing up as a kid like culturally like I just sure. it was like something I also watched but like if you asked anybody when I was like 15 years old mm-hmm. like 16, 17 if you asked anybody like what they would associate me with, it would be Paul Thomas Anderson, and <laughs> and still, I like, I can't wait yeah. to go see Licorice Pizza. Like, oh, yeah. like that's you know, people are like, oh yeah, he wants to work with the Coen Brothers, and like you know, but I was also a yes. crazy hardcore singer in a band, you know. So like, right. it was just this weird. I was a weird mess of a kid, but like, I feel like Pete's, Paul Thomas Anderson changes you as an individual for sure (laughs) Uh, for the better Uh, for the better man I I want to meet him one day and just shake his hand Um, I I just I was always a weird kid and I was always allowed to be a weird kid and I I, um, yeah I think I think part of it was just that though like I've always I've always had these weird like okay game on universe like you know and And I think Let's that, go. yeah, you know, especially in those and the, in those really tough moments, especially as I've gotten older and then like you get through a thing and, you know, it's it's almost like when you get over a cold and you think it's like the worst, and then you're over it and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I guess I can get over the next one if I get it. And you just kind of like build a little bit thicker skin or understand something. It's hopefully learning it's more lessons. Pain. It's just But pain, pain is life, you know. Yeah, pain uh, is life. But, but hopefully it's, it's learning lessons and, and, um. I think it's the kind of thing where it's like the, nothing is easy, and just because you love a thing doesn't mean it's going to be easy or it's going to work yeah. or it's yeah. going to be you know. 100%. And and to to have a creative career is a crazy thing for any of us to try and do. Like it's just it's not any career, orchestrated really, I think. really any career. Well, and this pandemic that's the thing too is this pandemic really I think showed because so many people who took the safe route. Equally yeah. are in the same position that anybody who took a risky one is, yep. you know. So I think it kind of shows you bet on yourself no matter what. Yeah. The the thing is you're gonna have to make those scary investments and double down. It's 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 bets on yourself when it makes no sense and everyone else is like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? It's, it I know. A, yeah. There's a a story Jim Carrey tells about his dad. Oh yeah. Taking a safe job mm-hmm. at the bank and then yeah. getting laid off and then they you know had to move into a van and he's and like, you can fail at what you hate, you may as well fail at what you love until you can. Get it right yeah Uh, and i love that and and that's another thing is like even as a kid i was always watching my the people i admired i watched every interview every documentary every making of whether it was a record a film or whatever like i was always hungry for knowledge even if i didn't think i'd have a career because I just love this stuff. People always used to ask me like why I knew every cinematographer's name like (laughs) and it was like because I love it because I'm just obsessed with it like and people always be like, oh, I wish I knew them. I'm like, no, you don't. Because, like, I don't, I, like, I'm not, like, I just, I mean, like, I can't help myself. Yeah, like, you right. know, like, and if you are compelled to, you will just do it. It's not your fault. I don't blame you. You know, like, you don't need to. You almost to. can't explain it. There are some things that you research that you're just like, I don't know why I'm up at 3.30 a.m. looking at this. For the fourth time. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's always been me with anything. When I was obsessed with dinosaurs and wanted to be an archaeologist. When I, Whatever oh, it is. Like, you know, God. I just, I kind of just get consumed and consume. And the best part about this job is with acting is all of that 
helps comes back mm-hmm. and you can use it and and everything is about experience and it's all osmosis baby yeah be a sponge yeah but but i, I know i like, kind of like totally meandered no no the no, no that's uh, tangents are welcome here yeah we're, we're giving the audience yeah. all of you and that's what we want i'm a big old tangent so. i just i, I just <laughs> made me walking tangent yes like a new philosophy can be all right universe I'm not locked in here with you. You're, You're locked, locked in, in here yeah, with yeah. me. <laughs> so the, the, when, when you were talking about that, and I don't know if everyone here at the table or listeners are very familiar with Family Guy. Uh, oh, I know yeah. they know of the name, but the Y2K episode when the missiles go off and the entire world is destroyed, there's a moment, and it's a comedy moment, where uh, Joe Swanson, who is in wheelchair for most of the show, he is melted into the ground. Patrick. Shout out to Patrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forward. And uh, Meg blows, throws down these like mousetraps because like, okay, we're leaving. Bye-bye. And he's like, oh, you're so sweet. And then uh, they leave. But a giant mutator rat comes in. This man is mute, is is physically melted into the ground. Uh-huh. What he says is, "Bring it on!" Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of like the thing where it's like you that can was be a in, great joke. Yeah, you. you can be in the worst moment, worst experience, worst places, and like the giant rats coming for you. You're like, "Bring it on!" I, that's it. yeah. I used to think when I uh, there was a couple of years that I was doing CrossFit a lot, and it's very physically throwing um, tires out in a parking lot. Huh? Yeah, you know it's it's hard. It's there's a lot. It, it's probably the hardest and the best shape I've ever been in my life. There you go. But yeah. there were times where I was just like, embrace a suck, laugh mm. it off. Like you sometimes life gets to a place where you just gotta have some sense of humor. Laugh it off. Oh, one hundred percent. It's only gonna be another hour. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Let's get through this. And then you'll get on to the next hour. And then the yeah. next hour. Um when I uh, to to just round it out to to literally I would say like it was months into me starting to work uh as a voice actor, but by no means like in the capacity where I was like, I'm like in with all these studios and blah, blah, blah. Like I was, I was working consistently enough, but I was still also on unemployment, like squeaking it out. And I was looking at it going like, I hope some more people hire me soon kind of thing. (laughs) Um, my apartment flooded because we had a crazy rainstorm in, uh, yeah. In February of 2019, that just like destroyed everything. And, um, two days later, uh, a drunk driver drove down the street uh, and destroyed my parked car. Oh, I wasn't in it, but absolutely yeah. destroyed. And I didn't have car insurance. Right. so Because uh, he also destroyed two other cars and drove through my neighbor's fence. Oh, my God. Holy I, shit. I got basically enough to, like, pay, like, a month's rent off of what? it when right. everything cleared. So I was like, cool. Game on. Cool. Yeah. Right. You know, like, cool. that was, you know, just another, like. And that was the kind of thing where it was, to me, that was literally, like. The universe was like, oh, you, you found that career, huh? Like, how about now? You still want it? And I was like, <laughs> You're sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah, all right. Crack the knuckles. You know, like your childhood this. was this little little platformer game. Now you're only playing Soulsborne games. Yep. <laughs> the rest of your hopefully life. not. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. No, I think I think it's it doesn't feel that way. It feels the opposite. It, it, like opposite. It actually feels like I was playing Soulsborne games with myself and and in my like middle part of my you know like yeah. my 20s for sure were the worst just for me and my trying to find yeah, myself in my bed yeah. dude people think that like your 20s are just supposed to be when everything works and it's like just just live your freaking life and yeah. have fun and have friends and experiences and like you'll find yourself so much more by the time you hit your 30s that you oh, will God. dude it's crazy like <laughs> 
I'm telling you, man. I, I'm like, the youngest guy in the room, and I always just give them like, oh, yeah. oh dude, I love. I, it's so funny. Like, I love being older. I like. Yeah. I love. Like, I'm gonna be 35 in February. I'm so excited. Woo! Like, no, it's just when he uses excuses. Like, sorry guys, I'm I'm forgetting some stuff. I'm that, almost 30. That I'm was like, one. Uh, time. I'm 36, that was one and I'm like, time. you dick. That was one time. <laughs> yeah, but see, once you hit it, then you're gonna be on the other end of it. Yeah, so he hit it. He hit it. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of 30. No, dude, there's no wrong side, man. It's all this is all just a crazy, crazy wild ride. I love getting older because I also don't I was actually talking to my dad the other day about this because I was like it's weird to say that I'm 36 because I'm like I, I really don't feel it I feel like I'm I'm actually a child. degrading <laughs> like, no, with, it, with age it, like, what it made me realize was just how young my parents were like you know you always think your parents exactly are old and then you're like oh it, shit dude, that is that's what I've been saying to so many people that my biggest realization when I hit 30 was that my parents are just people. Yeah. And it was the greatest gift ever because I it feel closer to my parents made me closer to them. So much closer to them. It made me just like forgive them. Like, like I, I didn't even have anything to like hold against them, but no, it just made no, no, me no, forgive no. them for anything because like, I was oh. like, how did you even, there's no way you could have known all those things. <laughs> Thank you for I'm the fact that I'm alive still. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I mean, my mom had me when she was 23 and I thought of myself at 23 and I was like, no fucking way. Insane. How did you Dude, do that? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Like, uh, so I, I, yeah, I just, it makes me just salute them even more and yeah, appreciate yeah, them even sure. more. And just, yeah. Cause it's, this it's wild to me. You are um, such a good person. I look at mine, I'm like, you idiot. No. <laughs> you idiot. I guess there's on, two man. ways to approach it, I guess. Come I guess on, there's man. two mentalities. Why Tom. would you say I'm that? sitting here thinking of all the stuff my mom did. I was like, oh, how did you look, even look, know? look, 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 look. You're amazing. My, you're my an amazing person. My parents did good things for me. I'm sure. alive, but they said a lot of dumb things to each other. I'm like, you idiot. But that's why. You now <laughs> but, you know. Oh, but dude, I mean, like, my you know, my parents got divorced. They yeah. plenty of dumb things to each yeah. other. They've only in the last couple of years, you know, and the great thing about my families were super open, so like they don't even that I'm talking about this yeah, like yeah. you know only in the last couple of years have we even been able to like all really like you know we can all be in group be text and like, you know, like, yeah like we're we've be all humans. been yeah like we can be a family without being together in that right, way and like right, right, it's right. took a long time to get there um you know but we got there and I'm grateful we got there but it's like dude all of us are we're all a mess human oh, yeah. beings are a mess we're all figuring it and, out and, and that's another thing too and we that never like, will <laughs> <laughs> the the thing too though about like, you know, people, especially with Twitter and stuff, and it's like I want to be, I want to be, uh, I'm I'm glad that I can put that kind of energy out there. I'm glad that I cannot be that I'm like a toxic part of that environment, sure, right? But I also don't want it to be this thing where people think that like because of that they should put me on some kind of pedestal, pedestal you know, and in any them. way. Because it's like, dude, I'm I'm just as much Or that much you don't a, have your baggage or anything like just that. Just as yeah. much of a mess of a human in any way. And, like, there's so many things that so many people wouldn't like about me that, like, I don't care that they wouldn't like about me. It's right, like, right. that's part of me, you know? But it's it's that thing of, you know... The, they start looking at you like an idea. Yeah. And, and you know, I just... I just would rather be, you know, another voice of just, you know, putting positive energy out there for other people to carry and do right. their thing with. But knowing it's of, a conscious know. choice. Like, it's very easy to not do those things. But if you, it, if you, sure. can, if you can, like you said, flex well, that muscle. Well, you know and... what the thing is, it, for me, it's like, if I have, and it's even funny to think about, because like, it, it, it's a it's a catch right too, because like, part of me is like, it's it's weird to say, but I have to acknowledge it, is that like, if I have, if someone's giving me a platform, if anyone is giving me a place where they're willing to listen or want to listen, mm -hmm or giving me their time or energy, like, I've decided I have a responsibility to 
to give you know put to put good energy out there versus a like, positive impact yeah, yeah you know like uh, and i also just for myself as well like i genuinely don't enjoy being in like a negative headspace or like being antagonistic or fighting with people or having arguments like i'm all for having conversation mm -hmm. but i'm not really a big fan of an angry post like i i don't I just There's no hills to be dead on. Yeah, right, right, you know, it's right, just, right. it doesn't really do it for me. And it's not how I like to engage in, in communicating with people anyway. Nobody wins. It should be sharing ideas. It should be a dialogue. It should be a discussion. It should be like, cool, we understand each other as people. And that should be a better thing, not a worse thing. And, and I acknowledge that because I'm in a position of... I'm privileged to be working on, on really amazingly cool stuff that a lot of people love and would like to work on. And so they, they look at that and they're like, well... Whatever he's doing must be. So the, what? What does he do? What's the thing? What's the so that, like, that must be it. So like, if I'm gonna do anything and put it out there, like, hopefully it'll just make more people positive and right. kind. Because that's like, what they sponge. I just, from you. I just want to put more of that out there in the world because we all deserve it. You know. Nice. Um, and hopefully it means more people are kind to themselves. You know, yeah. because really that's that's such a big thing now that I think we see is people are. We talked about it before with imposter syndrome. Yeah. And, you know, that's just in one field, in one part of life. Everybody goes through these, like, crippling, you know, self-anxiety kind you of, You think like, it's just you, but I guarantee... It's everybody. It's, who's everyone. on the other line is it's going It's everyone, the yeah. And, and, like, the more we can just be compassionate with each other, like, and to ourselves, I think we can just get through life a little bit easier. Nice. You know? I think yeah. that's a good place to segue into yeah, the next, next part of our, our show. Very happy about this this choice you've made for um, us. So on our show, for those unfamiliar who are new to Nerd On, we like to not just interview our guests about them, but we like to interview them and talk to them and conversate about something that they love. Mm -hmm. and get their nerd on. Get their nerd <laughs> on about something. And Ryan sent over some options, and this one just screamed off the the email to all of us and we are going to do charlie chaplin's city lights yeah uh 1931 very, baby 1931 wow, yeah. what a different time in in uh hollywood For um sure. yeah who wants to who wants well, to get it started i want to start us off with, with with ryan why why this film why does, is this one that stuck out to you well first off this is this is easily the like in the list of like hardest questions ever is like you know what's your favorite movie or like because right, yeah, yeah. the second that like you know, you sent me the poster and was like, is this all cool? I was like, oh, why didn't I say this movie or this movie? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Many, you know, uh, like, have you guys seen Some Like It Hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my wife's yeah. favorite movie. Yeah, we like, like we'll also year. talk about that then, too. Okay, like, oh, my perfect. God. You know, um, but... Oh, my God. Um, She's gonna love that. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. One of my favorites. Um, well, that, you know, that movie as well as many Chaplin films um, were shown to me as a kid, as like an, like an infant, basically. My oh, okay. parents were just lovers of film, so... Um, they raised me Lucky. right on the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and my dad really loved Chaplin and, and a lot of the black and white stuff. So I have, I have Chaplin tattooed on my oh, arm wow. oh, uh, nice. because he was one of the first real, like, I didn't even, I, you know, I, I didn't know how to comprehend it, but he was one of the first real influences in my creative journey of anything, you know, because his just his story as a human, as an artist, as a creator mm -hmm. going from, you know, penniless in the streets to oh, yeah. Hollywood literally yeah. one of the, the one of the creators of what is now Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you know, composing 
he wrote Smile, the song mm-hmm. Smile. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's like, dude did so much that it's it's bananas. Um, would, worked would, so hard, too. Th- this is a, a little bit of a question of contention amongst, like, film buffs or whatever. Um, would you call him an auteur? Oh, gosh. We're going to do oh. that. <laughs> oh, Tom. Wow. It's, it's a, that's Way to bring it down, question. bro. Well, that's I'm the just, hot question. See, like, but here's where, like, I'm that guy. It's like with the subs and dubs things. I'm the guy that, like, is like, oh, you're no fun because I'm like, do we have to even call him that? Like it's you know like I don't I don't know that there needs to be a thing for it. I just think that he's an extraordinary storyteller. Doesn't have you know? to be categorized. Yeah, doesn't have to be compartmentalized. I, I just it's a respectable think that, answer. You know like I, and I I leave that stuff to like do they want themselves to be called that kind of thing? You know but, that's like technically like the true answer technically. <laughs> yeah, you know, because like, most directors like I don't know it's not up to me. Yeah, to I just that. make what I love. And and I think that you know really anybody that is doing anything again whether you're director any any of us doing any of this stuff it's it's storytelling we're all storytellers and it's it's participating in that in different ways whether you are the environmental artist on the last of us to you know aaron sorkin you know you're right you're both storytellers and of equal value mm-hmm. and uh, regardless of unfortunately people not knowing certain people's names who do these incredible things that that's a whole other thing I want to get into. <laughs> like extraordinary artists who make these things and like don't get enough credit um but yeah chaplin to, to go back uh chaplin just always was one of those people who there was an instant the humor the the joy the surreality i loved i mean even just like as you can see i dress like a crazy person like his style even i was like i like I the know, way this dude dresses cool. like i, like I was like I, I, you know uh, so I, I was fascinated with him for years, and I I watched, you know, all of his films and and the shorts and everything. And I, um, the kid is another one. That oh my I, god, yeah, I loved. Classic. But City Lights for me, was one of the first films that um, it was when I was in high school, and I was really becoming like really heady about cinema. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, to the point where it was probably if you asked me then, you're I probably asking me tour questions. Yeah, yeah, I would have had a different <laughs> answer. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, exactly. You know, so All the people I went to school with. Yeah. Uh, and but I was trying not to be that guy, but definitely was, regardless, you know. Um but I remember at some point getting around to like watching that again. And it was one of the movies that like obviously broke my heart in like the best way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and it like and it like reminded me to be vulnerable. It it reminded me that the most important thing about all of this is being vulnerable. And I like I'm getting emotional even now thinking about it. Like the ending is so see, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The ending is so yeah. beautiful. And it was that thing where I was like, oh, that's that's why I love all of this. So it instantly became one of my favorite films because it's such a love letter to I mean, it's so funny. It's so it's so many things. Yeah. But it, it's, it's it's such a, a love act. letter. Yeah. It's such a balancing act. But it's such a love letter to love and to storytelling and to just the the kind of like there's so much more than like you know the value system of how we see people. There's right. so many layers to it. Um, so it, it was just so profound and it hit me in such a big way that I was like, well, that's this on is the, it. Yeah, this that's is on it. the forever yeah, list. Yeah, it spoke yeah. to you in some way. Like Chaplin. Uh, I mean, obviously. There were other great uh, silent film uh, comedians like Buster Keaton and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But Chapman, for me, always had this really wonderful balance of like really ridiculous, absurdist comedy, but then this like it gut punch. Like he, yeah. he did not shy away from showing like real true emotion, not even over the top romance, yeah. but like something really vulnerable that 
even all the almost a hundred years later, we're still like, oh, like like Shakespeare, like uh, it's just human. We all still relate to it. Yeah, I mean, great dictator. You know, it's yeah. like he he was doing stuff then that people were just like, I'm not touching that. Yeah, like let's go and let's do it. One thing I really loved about Chaplin's work was that like I'm very critical of comedies, particular nowadays. Mm. Um, but the thing about him is that he let the camera kind of do the work. Yeah, you know, he like okay, I'm going to show you everything. He was a all- great director. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to let all the actors physically do all the work, and it's like it's not going to be about the edits and how fast you can get the joke in there, but it's like you're going to see the whole setup, and you're going to be like, don't fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, don't fall- okay. I mean, and I've you know <sighs> stories stories say that you know he he was quite a brutal director, you know, because I'm sure that he was like he was a perfectionist he was yeah i'm sure it's like that david fincher kind yeah. of thing it's like you know that 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 school of well, like everything the, in the shot has to be they've right said the same thing about jackie chan but i mean he's doing his own stunts but in in when he was doing films in china i think he would do something like 170 mm-hmm. takes to yeah. get one thing right and uh you know Some if you believe just, in it yeah. though like that's what because well, it it, well it's permanent yeah you, know? you well, can't take back the movie there's um there's that great story and i know this is like totally tangent but who cares? We're riding, it. Tangent, uh, we're riding the tangent. <laughs> um, when when James Cameron was making Aliens, mm-hmm. and it, he went over to England to shoot it, and it was with the previous crew that had shot Alien with Ridley Where's Scott, who was a native Englishman, mm-hmm. and apparently, like, it, the whole crew was basically like, "Screw this!" You know, this Yankee, and you know, this <laughs> this like, you know, him and his wife coming and thinking like they know stuff like Terminator this is whatever. This you know, one. this is our well. That was it was before Terminator. Yeah, no, was yeah. It? was it? Was I Aliens? Think, I, I think it was. I want to say yeah. Okay. I might be. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Oh, no, but but either way, it was one of those things where they were like, you know, you're coming here to sell. Like this is Ridley's thing. This is our thing. This is our you know our turf kind of thing. Who are you, Big Shot? And you know, he basically was so on top of it and not only on top of his own stuff but literally like could do everyone else's job and was starting to do everyone else's job better than yeah. them that they were like oh shit oh snap okay <laughs> and like they Never like mind. You know, yeah they're like this dude is take is yeah we're gonna line up yeah, yeah. Um, and, he, and he earned their respect but it was just that I love that story you know it's so crazy yeah that's uh, uh, returning to Chaplin I uh, it's an age in ho- Hollywood that has always really held a place in my heart to just really just the 1960s and below. Like I, I grew up, uh, my, my stepdad was, was older. He was born in the forties. And so I grew up on a lot of older films. Like one of my favorite is, uh, music man or my fair lady. Oh yeah. A lot of those old musicals and and stuff like that. And so I grew up on, on, on that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I remember, was it TCM? Mm-hmm. Turner Classic mm-hmm. movies, they they would play Chaplin films, yep. and that's how that's what got me into it. But I always had like a fascination with physical comedy. Uh, it's one of the reasons same. why. I, it's Big one of the same. yeah one of the reasons why I learned how to unicycle and what? and juggle. It was just he used to do there's, mountain unicycling. There's a unicycle up there. Whoa, um, there is a unicycle. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> that is not just for comedic effect. <laughs> uh, but it's it's one of those things that always like I took physical comedy classes learning how to do it properly and but it was just always something that really really interests me because there is a perfection that has to be with it because there's it's not just flopping around there's 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 choreography to it there's there's it's a song there's a precision and an art to it yeah 
and Jerry I, Lewis, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah, 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 man. It's just it's it makes me oh, like boy. that's some of the as comedy has moved forward, like the '80s with like Mel Brooks films, where it's now it's it's about the the dialogue, but it's also sight gags. There's physical comedy, and then nowadays it's more so. I always appreciate when there's physical comedy nowadays, where you're like. Oh, you guys. You remember it. And if it's good. PAs. Well, yeah. I think Edgar Wright, I watched yes. a great. Do you guys. Uh, yes. Did you ever watch uh, Every, Every Frame, Frame of Painting? painting. Yeah. 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 So you all know, you've seen this one where he yes. talks about that. And that he brings up Edgar Wright as a great example. And it's that physical comedy is still very relevant, even if it's in the camera versus the right. bodies. Like there is a. The humor is not just in the dialogue. Yep. It's and like Sean going to check on the zombies. The camera stays here. He walks up the ladder. It comes back a lot. <laughs> or or just like, yeah, oh my God, it's amazing. Or there's that moment in um in Scott Pilgrim where he goes to the party and like one of his friends is like basically just like going at him and the lights are getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And then yeah. he goes, oh, and it like, and then oh, yeah. like, it's Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. And there's all these moments that are just so choreographed so beautifully. And, yeah, and it's shining. so funny. And yeah. It oh, feels gosh. like an homage to the, you know, silent film time. For sure. A For modern, sure. a modern uh, physical comedian is actually Doug Jones. Oh yeah. From, yeah. Like if you get a chance to see me, uh, when I was taking some physical comedy classes, they showed me some of his live performances. Uh, they were obviously videos of it, but he, I mean, he's another one that he's just, extraordinary. Yeah, or if you've ever seen Rowan Atkinson's yeah, invisible, he's got an invisible one, drum yeah. set yeah. skit, which it's is just, just unreal. But uh, with with I mean, Chaplin and and Keaton, I mean, they they pioneered it on film. Obviously, they both started like vaudeville on stage and yeah. stuff like that, and brought it all here. And stuff, it, it's just so smooth. Like the you were kind of talking about it, like don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, with the grate behind mm -hmm. him at the at the shop. Yeah, window. oh, it's effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Effortless. Like yeah. no, well, no peaking. Even the at beginning, the... climbing from the statue. I was thinking about when he when he slips the sword yeah, through his pants. Oh yeah. Like it's one of those things where like you know mechanically he knows what he has to do. He knows that there's the thing there and he knows where the hole is. But it's like how do you do that? How do you make that move and make it seem natural and make it like, not? You're seem, not a part if, of it. Yeah, like. That stuff is not easy, you well, know. With the great thing you're saying, like he makes it look so natural. It's like, you, I, like you know, I watched and so, and so you're asking us earlier before we started recording, was this the first time? This was my first time watching it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and and, and I had watched it for fifteen years. Yeah, I'm surprised that I, I missed it. But like, so now I get to watch it. You know, after I've studied and I'm just like watching, I'm like. I'm gonna look at every frame. Tom every, went to film school. Yeah, every, you know, every <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, we're yeah, dude. We'll, we could we could go off. Oh, I years. asked the auteurs yeah. question. Did I go to film school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I was looking at like all the continuity and all stuff. There's a moment where his foot almost goes off. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. times. Yeah, and it's so hanging off. And you're edge. watching that. I'm like, you know, like oh, this is a trained thing. You know, like yeah. you see the mastery and the, the craftsmanship behind the movements. So like, it's not lost on people. Like. Oh my goodness, how much do they rehearse and practice mm. to make this look simple? Yeah. That's the magic, right? To make it look yeah, simple. Yeah, to make though. it look effortless. Yes. Yeah. Like it, you didn't put a ton of work. Like we've yeah. like we've said uh on the show before of like you know it's good when you don't notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when you're like, "Oh, if you don't receive notes." Like that kind of thing where it's like then yeah. If you don't notice it, then you've done yes, your job. Especially Josh is an audio mixer here. So he's like, if no one notices my work, that means I fucking nailed it. <laughs> Which is <laughs> exactly. like a bit. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah. but it's true. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's why most people when they, you know, why most fans of movies don't go like, man, that editor was amazing. They just right. go, those actors and that director made a great film. And you're like. It's pretty thankless, but if you love it, like you said, you uh, yeah. can't help it. It's, yeah. it's passion. Uh, I got to ask for, for this film, is there a specific scene I mean, I know you almost got choked up at the end. Oh, it's there, I mean, the ending kills is it? Is that me. what it, it? You know what? It because it, it's the whole. It's the play out from like it's the. It's not just the last shot. It's the moment where 
the kids start picking on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the movie. Yeah, the like, motif. you know, and she's got this, you know, the shop and she's successful mm-hmm. now and can see. And, like, it's the, the, the whole thing where, because she sees the whole thing play out. So it's like the whole movie, you're watching him do all of these selfless things for her. Yeah. You know, and like really like it's it's ridiculous to the extent he goes. And you get a sense that she's sweet and kind and everything. But you also like just because of human nature, you also kind of question like, is it because of her situation in life that she's just kind of like. Nice. Yeah, nice. like, exactly, you know, because, like... She hasn't been given a chance to be malicious yet. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely remember, or is she just nice because he's she thinks he's rich? Or all like- Exactly, all of those things. So, so by the end, when it's not just her realizing it's him from the touch of his hand, it's that, and having just literally experienced all the stuff that she's just gone through and seen this guy literally as, like, a vagabond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and immediately, she puts her hand to his heart, uh, his hand to her heart, and it's like... There's, it's like, you know, you're home now kind of yeah. thing. And I was like, oh, that is just, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And it's so, it's, you know, it's rare. Those, those kind, that kind of love exists, but it's just, right. it's so, and especially in this world where the, like, so many people are just fighting all the time. Forget about romance, just. Yeah. Well, especially in a, a comedy, like a silent yeah. film comedy, it's not I, I was, common. I was going to say, I think the first short film Corey and I worked on, I'm the exact antithesis of that, of like, no, people are going to be terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but, no, to your point, like, there is a wonderful vulnerability in that film. Yeah. Where it's just like, and honesty, the heart is on the wrist. It is just oh, yeah. showing you like... It's, and yeah. and I get it saccharine, like, you know. Well, but. well, I mean, but the thing is like, it, there's so much, like me, as, as a product, there's so much jadedness. So much people are afraid to mm. be wholesome and authentic and be like, love can exist. Wonderful things can happen every day if we just opened ourselves to it. Instead people are of, afraid to be cheesy too. Instead which is, of... It doesn't come across yeah, at all the, in this. Yeah. The, as cliche as it is, the vulnerability... Um, even um, from the Nerd on Nation, Tom posted a video, and mm-hmm. somebody made a comment of like, "I how vulnerable you guys are in these videos." I, I just, I'm, I'm amazed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and to me, I'm like, I forget, I forget, like to be vulnerable on a public platform in a film. Uh, as like creators, you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like it's, it hits you when you see that. Like you're like, wow. It's tough, and I think, you know, you talked about it with social media posts, and it's like, we're all people. I think the there's something, and to me, it hits me much more as an artist. It's just like, you're creating something for people to hopefully enjoy. Sometimes it's for yourself, and like, there's there's that story that Chaplin was stubborn enough to be like, hey, sound is coming into films, and people are starting to record talkies now, but I'm still going to make this film silent. Well, and I love, I love you know, we say silent, but it's like, I love it, it opens with like the kazoo talk. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. So good. Because that's so where you would, in the theater, they would have been doing that on yeah. the piano. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's, you know, like as people, as artists, as whatever, we're all navigating on this hurling blue thing in space that's getting expanded. And like, it'd be crazy to think that if, you know, hopefully on that sh- darker day that one of us leaves the planet, um, people didn't actually understand who you were. Mm. and like didn't understand the who you were as a human being and that's why like to me that there is a sense of like with auteurs or artists making films it's like you kind of want to know what their intention was you want to know were, what they're about what they were going through like, what's, what's your point man yeah well but yeah. I, mean, I think you you got to learn so much through all of your extensive quote-unquote research but just you loving yeah. film and storytelling it's like who the cinematographer is was the artist how, what old were they, how old were they what, what marriage was this you know it's like what was going on in their lives when they were making this thing that kind of informs like this is why the story needed to be told. 
And it's, I think those are like wonderful things that like a lot of people, you know, as you're talking about and the internet want to argue and then people just want products and not art sometimes. So mm. it's, it's tough. And it's like, it's it, it just, it's so much more lovely and authentic when you find like, oh, this really meant a lot to this person. Yeah. You know, it, you're also making me realize that I think subconsciously my whole life, uh, the idea of, of Chaplin as the tramp character, mm-hmm. um, that's uh, like kind of a spiritual keep on keeping on. Yeah. Like his, like, and I think I've always inherently just identified with that because even the thing about like, anytime you see him as that character through these films, like he's technically the most down on your luck you can yeah. be. Always at a disadvantage. But he's always kind of just like, all right, he's gotta go just, on. Yeah, he's just moving on. But he also and treats himself like he, you know, he he's always cleaning off his suit. Always cleaning off. He's always taking care of himself. He, yeah. he he sees himself in a way that at least is like he feels dignified. He feels like a person. He feels mm-hmm. valuable, even if society doesn't says value he isn't. Him. Yeah, 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 right. And like he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, and he feels all the things. He feels every emotion. But it's like I love, I love that. And and one of my favorite. This is you're gonna think this is kind of weird, but maybe you'll get it. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Also, Speaking my language. One of my favorite movies of all time. Speaking my language. Uh, I I have, which I also attribute to similar mentality. There's a what I call the big gulp philosophy. God. <laughs> Nerd on moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Go that on, makes please. me so happy. Yeah. No. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. I love. I mean, I know the moment you're talking about. What's your philosophy behind the big gulp moment? Well, is- it's the it's the idea. I mean, really, I guess behind his whole character, right? Is that like Lloyd in that moment? He, you know, they're they're. It's like what, like probably three in the morning yeah. or something in like the middle of nowhere at a Seven Eleven, and yep. like he's rolling out of it like with like a bunch of snacks and stuff, and they're just ready to hit the road. And there's these two dudes who are just standing <laughs> there, like. Who, like, in anyone's right mind, you do not talk to these dudes. You just keep walking. Right. And, like, even if you were to, they clearly are not there to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, like, stops. And it's, like, almost like a puppy. He's just like, hey, guys, how's it going? Like, and, he, and there's no response. And he's Big like, gulps, huh? Big gulps, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, see you later. And, it's, and, and he's just hey, so unfazed by what could be such a severe blow to so many people yeah. emotionally and like like that you, literally people could take that non-response and that like energy combatant as like that could carry with people for years yeah you know, like, like i can't believe i said that to those or guys just, oh Talking my god like about it there's like, yeah. like that can live in you and and that can carry and then the, the next interaction oh my god yeah. like but to lloyd nope Nope. Like, like, right. it, and it wasn't even a matter of like, like in his mind, it's like, cool, whatever. Either way is cool. It's all cool. Like, yeah. no worries. Like, that's the way to live, man. Nice. Like, Big you goals, know. huh? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so my, my, one of my best friends, uh, Mikey, the first time I ever met him, uh, I was talking about tangents here. Mm-hmm. I was up with my, I had my knee iced. I had played some basketball, Oof. messed up my knee. And so my wife was like, I want you to meet my friend Mikey. They were out with a couple of their buddies. I'm going to bring him home. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to meet anybody right now. Like, oh, you play basketball? I'm sitting here at, with a, at Apple. That was the last time. Yeah. That was the last time I played basketball. I was like, wait, what? And uh, I was like, I don't want to meet anybody. She's like, it'll be real quick. And I was watching Dumb and Dumber, as you do, because I was in a bad mood That's or whatever. Amazing. So he comes in the room and I was like, I guess I'll meet this guy. And it's uh, my wife, her friend, and Mikey in the back. Girlfriend at the time. Uh, girlfriend at the time. And they come in, they're talking to me, and he looks at the the screen, <laughs> and he turns back and he goes, big gulps, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you later. And I was like, we're going to be friends. Yeah, <laughs> I love those day. moments. 
<laughs> I was like, this guy's all right. This guy gets it. Okay. I love those moments. So I love that big old philosophy. I, oh, I really dude. love that. It's the I, best. I mean, I I talk about it on the show a lot. We I give I I I don't, I don't know if it's ribbing, but now I've I've just dubbed Josh the Paddington guy. Mm-hmm. Because Paddington is, I still haven't seen it. I, I know I, apparently well, they're incredible. I know. Well, so I know. I'm I'm gonna connect this all together because I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, he unplugged both of them. He's so mad. <laughs> he pulled the full Corey. He pulled the full Corey. That's my move. Um, That's my move. I, I bring this up because I think you know what you're saying with Lloyd and also oh, with Paddington the, and Chapman. I'm starting w- to like with the with well the tramp is is a is a flat character arc in a in a good way, right? Like technically, a lot of people are like, oh, it has to be a good guy or turn into a bad. It's guy. like an archetype. But then it's like the, the it be, it's a person who's a good person, and everyone becomes good around them. That yeah, like oh, that's yeah. like that's what happens with it. And I think th- exactly you know, talking about the city lights now as a, as the film things that I thought I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for because I was gonna be like, is this gonna be just like bit after bit after bit? And then you see the moment with Harry, and he's about to take his life, and it's like, okay, here's this, and it's like, oh no, this is the setup for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, like, he's gonna have this run in with this, you know, uh, Jekyll and Hyde alcoholic. Yeah, alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the oh, and the millionaire kicks him out multiple times, but what yeah. happens? He doesn't stop. It doesn't say, hey, I don't like you. He's just like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever you need, I'm gonna be there. And then it's like, hey, can I ask you for a favor next time? And and then he gets put, you know, you know, in uh, uh, you know, he's framed for for the robbery. All this, all this bad stuff happens to him. But like I think he doesn't lose that that big gulp moment. He doesn't yeah. lose it. No. Like, no, I'm gonna do the right thing. Like I'm gonna go beat get beat up in a boxing match to hopefully you know get her you know treatment. Oh, the and- boxing the boxing match is amazing. The the like the like street oh fighter God. style. Yeah. Like yeah. But, and but then also there's like that wonderful moment that like the thing that's great about him is that like. That that's tough with most flat art characters. Like sometimes it's hard to find flaws with them, mm. other than them being just too naive. Like the cool thing about the tram is that like he's just nice to a fault, but he's not really naive. He kind of knows like, oh, I, I, you're not driving the car. Like now it's your car. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, where's this girl? Like I, she wasn't at the normal spot. Like he's thinking. Like that's the tough thing with flat art characters. But the he thing still that, moves the plot. But in. one thing that I really liked about this was the moment at the uh, at the stables where he gets the soap and the cheese. Oh, so yeah. he's also. He he's he's fallible. He's not he's not perfect. So yeah. I'm like he's just a really good person who also is just a person too. Well, to yeah. Ryan's point, he feels yeah. every emotion. He feels frustration and anger yeah. in other films. And yeah, stuff like that. So it's not he's not uh, one dimensional in that sense. He he really feels like such a great like like I don't want to say every man, but like he feels like he feels like such a relatable mm-hmm. character to all people in so many Very ways. Human. And it's like humanistic. Yeah, you know, and and I love that he chose. A tramp yeah. as his as his way to tell those stories because I think that's the point. Well, yeah. it, it's you know in a weird tit for tat. Hopefully, not comparison to Thief of Joy in the way. It's like the tough thing with like uh, I always bring this up like why Bruce Wayne's a tough character sometimes. Mm. Um, it's it's easy when you do it. It's like only human stories and like all of a sudden like all these supernatural things. But it's like how do you you know uh, identify with a billionaire? You go for the emotional states. Where like the tramp, it's like. Just seeing him being around the world and how he's navigating, yeah. it's like, oh, I, I immediately put instantly, in yeah. So it's it's very identifiable. Yeah, I mean, it's the same reason movies like you said, some like it hot, still still mm-hmm. hit home is just because they're they're human focused. We all have these, uh, you know, even in in some like it hot, Marilyn Monroe's having doubts about herself. Yeah, and, you know, uh, yeah, no character. That's that's such a great example. I didn't even think about with that movie is that. The whole time she's this extraordinary thing that they're all fawning after and right. everything. 
And even she throughout the whole movie is so uncertain about so much in her life. Everyone is so broken. And yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so yeah. why would this guy love me? And yeah. the Shell Corporation. Anyway. That movie is so complicated yeah. with the like the three <laughs> layers of personalities that everyone yeah. puts on. And like it's it is such we'll a high wire. To talk about that Dude, movie specifically. I would love to. I love that movie so much. Oh my gosh. We should do that. Ooh. Bring Dana in because it, it is my wife's number one movie of all time. I adore so that movie. We'll bring yeah. them all in. We'll have a group discussion. Hell about yeah. Something like it hot. Cover the whole thing. Yeah. I'm so down. All right. I, I was just going to say, like, it, watching movies, I mean, in general, I don't know if you guys experience this, but for me as a creator in different capacities, as a performer, as somebody who works in post, watching something like the boxing scene, mm-hmm. I'm imagining just like the choreography and just like what's going on behind the set. I mean, at that time, there could probably be talking on set. Okay, go left, go right. Okay, like all the the, the different choreography of just- I, I always I think about like, wow. the background and think about like, oh my, there's so many people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, imagine that second unit AD. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh my God, he's He's just going crazy right now. Like, but then you know, Chapman has to be like, okay, this is what's gonna happen. This is what's the important thing. And then it's like, you fill the world, you light the world. Yeah. Stuff. So it's like, man, it's yeah, it's definitely cool to see you're just saying, like, you see the breadth of the production. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's a giant machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it really is. It's it's intense. I mean, even you know, it's a totally different scale, obviously, doing voiceover, but even still, there are so many people involved mm-hmm. in in that process and in those productions in any given production that no actor should be like presumptuous enough to think that they like have They're any have any show, yeah like yeah. yeah you know it's it's like you're no. you know you're just like, a cog we, in the machine yeah you're bro. part of, you're well you're you're part of uh, you know Something. and, and in, the, in the most positive of ways you're a part of the team you know like yeah. you are it's a collaborative You're part of process. Big. I I always I look at my sessions and it's because of my my life in music, but I look at sessions as band practice. Where I'm like, this is my band at the moment. This is what we're and it's like it's kind of this weird hybrid where that. it's it's band practice and it's the show at the same time. Except I get to go to the concert later and see it. It's like it makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like that's cool. You know, but like I dig it. That's but a really great way to put it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like once it's out, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm at the concert now. But like it, during the process, it's like we're making the final product, but we're also in what feels like a band practice. It's yeah. this collaborative, fun thing where you're not in a vacuum by yourself. You're with other people with opinions, and and you're not the star. Even if you're the no, even, even if, if you're, you're the star, star of the show, you're not the star of the show. You it's, know. We wrote a a web series, and instead of focusing it on, we we focused it on PAs, production assistants. Mm-hmm. So it's an entire series about like bottom of the barrel that makes it's super thank thankless, but really they're like a heart of a production. It's yeah, these they hold everything who, who together. Show up first, leave last. Uh, and, and it's, it's about that they... team. Like it's a team. It is a team. Everyone has their their place, and they're all just as important as the next person. One thousand percent. That's why I always think that I'm I'm grateful for uh, the yes and philosophy from impro- improv. Like no matter what job that you work, like as a, as a as an audio mixer, as an actor, it's like yes and is actually a really super helpful collaborative thing to be in. Like when you receive notes, you're like, yeah, yeah, let's try that and. Let's let's do this yeah, and like yeah. how do I make it better than I found it? That mm-hmm. kind of thing of like we're just working together on this thing and we're 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 doing a thing. Yeah, we're making stuff. Like quite, this podcast. Yeah, right. I mean, and quite often, even when you know there's a bunch of people asking a question, either sometimes everyone has a good right answer, or or you know it's about finding the right answer between everyone. It's right. like you know there's there's yeah. a lot of different versions of you know how a thing can work out for the better, and I think. 
I was talking about it with a friend yesterday that another philosophy that I, I try and constantly remind myself of is, is get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like there are so many times still, still even one. in sessions where like I have to remind myself to just like shut up because I'll, I'll be like, you know, like the, the director will be giving me a note and I'll start to like, you know, like my snowball brain will, well, no, not snowball. Well, I guess you know, just want to converse on it more. Yeah. And I'm like, just let them have the complete thought and just do the thing. <laughs> and you can talk about it again after if you need to, you know, it's like, and so much of it is just letting everything be all the pieces and letting it be this thing. Um, yeah. There, there's to the point of, I think you were saying as well with the, uh, sometimes there's multiple right answers. Yeah. And then sometimes they all come up at the same time. Yeah. And then for me, it's never, mm. it's, I've never had a yes and moment for me. I've mm. never, I'm never yes and I'm always, Okay, but how am I going to do this? And that's typically what I, my my mode's always like. Because yes, and I feel like is really cool collaboratively. But then sometimes when it's like, okay, a decision has to be made. It's like, okay, I want to make sure I can do what everyone wants. But how am I going to do this? And that's like, do you it, it, it do, you, a, do you like do you, are you one of those people who you like those scenarios? Like you thrive off of the like, oh, I get to like figure this out. I, I kind of like, do like masterminding yeah. a little bit because, you know, uh, I'm being behind the camera. Like a lot of people in front of the camera are like, hey, what if we did it this way? What if we started here? And then I'm like. You're like, it won't work well, because well, like, you see the. Well, the yeah. script's here. I was like, okay, can we do this? Does it tell the right story? Is it getting the intention of what the writing is? Okay, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, how does this make? How does it change? How does this change the setup? How is this going to ripple? And then it's like, it's yes and, but yeah. it's a different version well, of. Well, but like that's but that's you know, it's still yeah, it's still a yes and mm-hmm. because I think what you're what you're getting and ultimately you're you're saying too is like, the one thing you don't want is someone to just be like no, no go and away. then <laughs> and and not and it's not about the no, it's no is fine, but it's not it's the no and then no suggestion on there. And it's like with it's nothing to offer. Yeah, yeah like you're like. Cool. Yeah, because you know it's like, well, I guess I'll come up with another option. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess and, we just shut down everything. Cool. Yeah. And and you know, sometimes you're gonna be in those scenarios yep. for whatever reason, and like you'll just you have to figure it out. But like, you know, thankfully, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, like that's not how my industry works. And mm-hmm. everyone in all their different positions is is respectful of each other and, and aware of like we're lucky that like we often in sessions will be like we get to make cartoons like this is crazy like we're <laughs> like we are we're often aware of it like in the middle of the job you know and especially now with so much of it being remote and you know people it's it's one the world being in the state that it's in is hard on everyone regardless right. of life being good or bad or whatever um and then two doing anything full-time from home then with your family and life and all these things like so much more on your plate like you know it's it's almost harder for some people to work from home in some ways and it's um it's been really interesting doing these sessions because it's almost like we're helping each other through like therapy reminding each other of like (laughs) like this is an incredible thing that we get to do through this joy of like this process of like whatever the noise is going on in the world and outside and in these moments like this is our time to be yeah. in in this play gratitude zone. And and it's it's um yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's I love that energy. Quentin Tarantino does that on his sets. <laughs> yeah, we why, why, why are we doing because we, we love like to Oh movies. yeah, I've heard he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love and I, I'm assuming it's true. I, I've heard that he he doesn't let anybody take their phones. To set. There, there's a lot of directors that you hear that with. Um, I mean, I, it doesn't it doesn't strike me as odd? No, no, yeah. I, I love I it because I, I love I love the idea of like take away the distraction, mm-hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. 
if you got downtime, maybe talk to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Like Eastwood, he it's a quiet set. No one yeah. talks during it. They just quietly work and sit up. But they room. also are going to be done in yeah. a five-hour shoot day because yeah. he's going <laughs> to he's going to shoot half the movie in a week. And, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, yeah, it's so fascinating how that's another thing is you know sets like that and dynamics and directors and those energy. It's so different because it's such a um. It's it's a different energy. It's the best way to put it. Because like even when you're going into studios for VO, it does not feel the same as walking onto a set. Mm -hmm. You know, like even if you are, no, no, no. even if you're walking into a group recording or you're walking into a session where the director is like, you're like, oh my god, you're so and so. Like it still doesn't feel like if you walked onto a set and you had to do something with Edward Norton. Like that's sure. you know, like it in a way that it, in the best way. I mean, because it is everyone is just far more humble, far more just like, no, we're here to just play and get down to earth. And I'm not saying that people on, you know, on camera aren't also, but by and large, like you get to just go and get in the space of it and play. Mm -hmm. And, and part of it is because there aren't 30 people, you know, surrounding you trying to lighten this and that, and whatever, right. you know, yeah. when you do, if you're doing a film shoot, you know, even if you're the guy with substantial amount of dialogue and this and that, and whatever throughout the day, Let's say you sh you have fifteen hour shoot day, maybe you're only talking for twenty minutes, you know, like on right. camera, you know, like whereas if you have a four hour session or a two hour session in VO, you're gonna go in and from the start, start to the to end finish. of those two hours, yeah. like unless you wrap early, like you're gonna fill that time with playtime, and yeah. like that's so much better. It's wild. It's, it's wild. wild. Hell yeah. Well. Ryan, it was so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so great. much for spending yeah. time with Thank us. Thank you so and, much for having me. Your, your nerd I hope on you enjoyed. Here. Oh my gosh, I had a blast. <laughs> yeah. um, have you back for something like it hot for yeah, real? Exactly. Yes, please. So I mean, this is the the opportunity to plug. What what would you like our audience to check out? I know my hero world heroes mission is in theaters right now, but will soon be out. Yeah, I crazy. Mean, it's still amazingly still in theaters. Um and Dude, this life is so surreal. It's it's a whiz of <laughs> surreal life. I I have two movies in theaters right now. Um, I have a small part in uh, the new Sword Art Online uh, progressive nice. film. Yeah, nice. That literally just came out this week uh, in theaters, and uh, so yeah, as one is leaving, another one is is entering. And um, city yeah, lights, baby. <laughs> yeah, city lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Charlie. Um. Yeah, so th so that's the new stuff. There's some other stuff coming out soon um, that I'll get to be all loud about. Um, so you know, it's mostly just stay on the stay on the socials and, and yeah, find where can find you at? Uh, on Twitter at Ryan Colt Levy and uh, Instagram at Ryan Colt. Just chop off the end, and uh, yeah, that's that's really it. I, I'm like I'm one of those people who I have my like social moniker on all the different platform is just so that it's like more of a safety mechanism yeah but i don't really use any of the other ones at all like twitter's yeah twitter's the twitter's the one that funny enough i never thought i would like and has become my favorite because i'm like oh it's just a giant conversation, conversation. Yeah. yeah and you can yeah. really cater it be like i only want to follow these people and then they're gonna bring positive energy that's that's when i realized i liked it i was like oh it it can be a cesspool but it doesn't have to be yes yeah yeah my yeah. my twitter right now is you were saying that before, yeah. yeah. I'm just, like, I, I, yeah. That's I know what exactly I, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my TikTok's the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You know me. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Also, thank you for not putting my blast for not pronouncing your last name correctly, Levy. No, my last name is twelve letters long. 
So I'm very like, I need to make sure everyone's last name is pronounced correctly. <laughs> I get so no. I thank get you, it. thank you. Yeah. Sing us home, Josh. Yes, everybody at home, thank you so much for watching or listening if you're on your favorite podcast app. While you're there, stop by, rate and review, share us with your friends, your family, all of that good stuff. That stuff really does help us grow. Uh, reviews are sometimes the way that people make a decision on whether to even listen. Um, all of our episodes are on our website, uh, nerdon.tv. Uh, we just passed 400 episodes recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the whole catalog, the, the, the whole catalog. My 30-year-old backs. I know, man. Dang. Uh, the whole catalog is on our website because I know that some podcast apps have a limit. Cut off. So a, check it out, nerdon.tv. It also has all of the links on everything that we do. Our other podcasts, uh, uh, there's this one, Nerd on the Podcast. There's the Nerd on Update. And there's also our sister show, The Capeless Crusaders. So that's check right. them out. Um, yeah, that's it. Make sure. Hop on over to manscaped.com and use the code NERDON to get 20% off and free shipping. And check out that Nerd On Nation. It's a fun group of people. You get to support us. We're really close to a goal of uh, 60 members. Once we reach that, the Nerd On Nation gets to pick a topic for one of our episodes. Y'all choose. Four choose. quarters, baby. Ooh, that's all it is. Quarters. That's a lot of power. Right? That's a lot it's of a power. lot of power. So do check that out. But that's, that's it. Thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Ending Broadcast.